The reading is from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello, everyone. Today we're looking at um, a series where we're on um, week two if you're in a church building, but I'm speaking um, on the same topic as we would be if we were in a church building for the nave. And the title of the talk is Holiness in Body. So the reading that we've heard um, a few minutes ago in um, one version, um, one translation of the Bible is headed up with the new life in Christ. And I looked in a couple of other versions, a couple of other paraphrases, and we get different um, headings for this section. A living sacrifice, place your life before God, life in God's service. All really good things to be thinking about and aspiring to. And all of these things that if somebody said to me, Romans chapter 12, I'd probably think living sacrifices. And if I'm honest, at the beginning of kind of on the back of um, just if somebody said living sacrifices to me in normal conversation, it's one of those kind of phrases that takes me back back a bit, sort of, ah, living sacrifices. When I was growing up, um, I used to love watching the BBC adaptation of The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe on a Sunday evening, that tea time drama slot. And if I think of the word sacrifice... I probably think of Aslan on the stone table in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe that C.S. Lewis wrote. But I looked up what sacrifice means and it's giving up something. And we're looking at holiness in body, that sense of holy being set apart. So as we think about sacrifice and holiness, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we have your word, 
thank you um, that you've given us this amazing gift. Would you speak to us by your Holy Spirit through your word? Help us to learn something new that we can put into practice in our lives with you. Amen. The first hearers um, of Paul's letter to the Romans would have been well aware of the idea of sacrifice, well aware of the idea of offerings, um, giving, giving something up, giving something over to um, perhaps if, they, if the, um, the Romans were of a pagan background, um, an offering to the pagan gods or the Jewish um, people, although this letter wasn't written um, to a predominantly Jewish nation. But we hear throughout the Old Testament, if, we've, um, if we're aware of the Old Testament, about the offerings in the temple, um, the sacrifices. And these were physical ones, generally. <clears throat> um, burnt offerings, um, bringing of um, money, or an animal or a bird. And so in this passage, we're not talking about this. We're talking about a different type of sacrifice. So with this topic of holiness in body, I could stand here a few weeks into January and um, talk to you about how probably some of us might have eaten a bit more than we needed to over Christmas or drunk a little bit more than we needed to over Christmas or watched a little bit too much television over Christmas, sat, sat around, perhaps didn't get as much fresh air as is good for us. Perhaps there have been excesses and we might not have treated our bodies in the way as well as we could have done. And yet I'm not going to stand here and try and make you feel guilty. That's really not what this is about. Yes, many of us, me included, probably need to um, lower my sugar intake and get a bit more fresh air. But I'm not here to talk to you about that because I think this sense of holiness in body is far more holistic than just that. And before we kind of really get into the first few verses of this passage um, as usual in Paul's writing um, to the churches he's addressing a few issues that need to be dealt with and so I'm gonna just um, look at these issues really quickly in themselves we could talk for hours about these things they're big things um, but I just want to mention what we see in verses three to eight um, to kind of to talk to them about them very briefly and put them to one side. So Paul is talking to the Romans about how they see themselves and how they see others. Um, he is encouraging them to not think of themselves more highly than they ought to, but to think with sober judgment. I think it's so easy to read this verse and think, oh, um, it's telling me to sort of be much more humble. Oh, I, I might think too much of myself or, or equally, perhaps there's too much humility and kind of not thinking as highly of ourselves as we ought to. But that's not really what Paul is talking about here. Instead, he's addressing the fact that probably um, the Romans put a lot of sway on the fact that they were Roman citizens um, on themselves and perhaps on other people who weren't. And in fact, Paul would much rather all of us have our identity in Christ 
that we are children of God and loved children of God rather than boasting in who we are as humans. And then he talks about equally talking to the situation of um, perhaps competition, people thinking that they're better um, than other people and how, um, how their gifts relate, that perhaps one person could speak more eloquently and another person was better at um, helping the poor. So many different things, but actually that we are all the body of Christ that we come with different gifts, different talents, different skills. We are all different, but that's a good thing. That as in our bodies, you wouldn't want every um, element of a body to be a hand or every element of a body to be the lungs. We wouldn't get anything done and we wouldn't be able to survive. Rather that we are different members of a single family, the family of God, and that we have this shared faith as our bedrock and from that we can have unity and cooperation to work together encouraging each other and using our gifts to encourage those around us to serve those around us and to help each other so I'm not gonna um, focus on those issues but we did need to talk about them So holiness, being set apart. In verse three of this passage, Paul says, sorry, verse two of this passage, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we're gonna work backwards in these first two verses that are just completely jam-packed with really good stuff. So God's will is good. It's acceptable and it's perfect. It's something that we can be excited about. It's something that we can be striving towards and we want to be striving towards. But how is it that, how is it we can know what the will of God is? So Paul tells us that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And through that, we can discern what the will of God is. But in order to enable us to be transformed and our minds to be renewed, we need to not conform to the world. I don't know about you, but we all... (laughs) Um, have things that we are engaged with that are part of our human life, our everyday eating, sleeping, breathing life. And many, many of those are really good things. But sometimes we can perhaps just get a little bit too um, stuck into the ways of the world that if we read in God's word that there are things that are contrary to what he would have us do. And many Sundays we come together, whether virtually or in a building, and we bring those things before God. When we say sorry, when we confess things that um, we need to turn away from and turn our back on. But sometimes it's easy to just be part of um, the worldly things, perhaps with a group of people who 
like to gossip. And it's really hard to walk away from that. But actually, if we can recognise that there are some things that are part of the worldly aspects that we need to not be conformed by. And this is how we can surrender our lives to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, which we are told is holy and acceptable to God. And we're not presenting ourselves as sacrifice just for the sake of it. The purpose of that is because it is our spiritual worship. Because worship goes much further than joining together online or coming together in a Sunday morning or on a Sunday evening in a building to sing some songs and pray some prayers together. That's all really, really good. It's something that um, builds us up as the body of Christ. But worship is so much more than that. It's how we act the rest of the week. It's what we say, what we do, what we think. And so holistically, all parts of our lives, we can give as a gift to God to lay before him. Tom Wright, who... um, is a biblical scholar and he's, he's written lots of commentaries. And on this passage, he said, having one's mind renewed and offering God's, God one's body are all part of the same complete event. We can't split the two things up. That actually we can't have a transformed mind and go about life as if we haven't. And equally, we can't, offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to God without that transformed mind. When I was preparing this talk, um, a couple of things came to mind. One one of which was the transformer toys um, that you might have had um, when you were younger or you might have now, um, or you might have smaller people who have them. And I never had one of these, um, but I sort of, I'm aware that they, they're one thing and then you can sort of manipulate it into another. They transform from one thing into another. And through the renewing of our minds, we can be transformed from what we were to what God would have us be. Yes, it's a journey. Yes, it's not just a case of clicking our fingers and it's done. It's a process. It's a lifelong process, but it is possible. So how is it possible? How is it that we can be transformed and live holy lives that we can offer to God as spiritual worship? We're not doing it on our own. We're equipped through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, who can enable us and empower us to do this in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
when um again when I was preparing for this talk a song that we sang in church last week came to mind and I'm just going to read some words from it because I think it it just sort of sums up where we are my heart's one desire is to be holy set apart for you lord i choose to be holy because there's a decision to be made isn't there that if we don't want to be transformed it's unlikely that we will be whilst we're not trying to do this in our own power we do have to make a decision that we're willing to be transformed We need to put ourselves in places where we can renew our mind. And then we need to be um, wanting to carry that on to discern the will of God. And why is it that we want to do this? Why is it important? Well, we're called to be. We're called to be set apart and these these titles of the passage that I read at the beginning, new life in Christ, a living sacrifice, place your life before God, life in God's service. They're all things that are really appealing for somebody who is in relationship with Jesus doesn't necessarily make it easy but it is possible we can immerse ourselves in God's word we can worship together with other Christians and encourage each other we can pray for each other we can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and we can go out to tell other people about Jesus And all those things will be easier if our minds have been transformed and renewed. So as we finish, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you desire to be in relationship with us. Thank you that you desire for us to be renewed in our minds, to be transformed so that we can lay ourselves before you as living sacrifices. Would you help us to choose to be holy, to choose to be set apart for you? Would you help us to discern your will? And when it's easy and when it's more difficult, would you help us to choose to be holy in our bodies, in our minds, in our holistic lives so that we can live our whole lives as living sacrifices for you, walking hand in hand, step by step with you each day. Amen.